0: Ballpark dogs and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa. While Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch.
1: Play ball!
0: And good morning, Philadelphia, as we are down here back at 1100 social at Xfinity Live in South Philadelphia in the epicenter of the sports complex where today we're going to lead you into Phillies Nationals at 1 o'clock but not just Phillies Nationals we also have game one of round two between your Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. Thank you guys for joining us. This is Bud Light Baseball Brunch powered by Green Legion Radio on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler, 104.1 in the Trenton area, WDAS AM around the rest of the Delaware Valley, or just download that iHeartRadio app and you can listen to us anywhere worldwide. I'm Chris Sack and I'm, and I am melting like a snow cone in Phoenix out here, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> it was beautiful to drive down here to the ballpark today and see t- tailgating it's wonderful it's fantastic and you guys know my co-host here on the show he, he needs no introduction
1: phillies broadcaster greg murphy what's up murph good morning sack and uh yeah good to be back at the uh, 1100 social good to uh be out here in the Warmth of the summer in June. Sweating. No, you know what? We've got a good spot here, a little shade and just a little. Uh, <laughs> and a slight breeze. So Not we're, a we're lot. gonna be fine. It is gonna be crazy down here at the sports complex today, which I absolutely love. And to your point, looking around these parking lots and seeing people kind of getting back to normal and enjoying sports in South Philadelphia again, sign me up because it's been it's been so much fun to see it at the ballpark and now to see it out here today.
0: Well at Wells Fargo Center, they're expecting I believe twenty thousand fans love there. It. I mean full capacity crowd for the sixers today. And then we've been averaging the last couple games here, you know, somewhere between 15 and 16,000. Yeah. So you're you're looking at about 35,000 fans are down here today. And you know, hey, me and you made it, but Quindy was too hungover to show up today. So <laughs> let's keep in mind here guys that the first segment is brought to you by our good friends at MCS Residential and MCS Custom Cabinetry. MCS Residential and MCS Custom Cabinetry for all your residential contracting needs. This is who you want to talk to. Everything from additions, renovations, kitchens, baths, closet organization, cabinetry, vanities, beastments, everything you need. Mention the Green Legion and get 10% off your order regardless of how much. Reach out to them at wwwmcsink pacom or call them at 484-202-3656. That thats wwwmcsink www.mcsinc-pa.com or call them at four eight four two zero two three six five six. 202 3656 I know I said a couple weeks ago uh, on a Green Legion show, we had Greg Messinger with us yep. in studio. And listen, if you are a great dude like Greg is that means you hire great people and if you want to do business with great people Go over to MCS Construction and get uh, get done whatever you need to have done to your house. But, hey, right now, we're going to give away two tickets, Murph. Two tickets to we next week's Phillies-Yankees game at 105. We'll be down here for Bud Light Baseball Brunch doing our broadcast here at 1100 Social. But also go to GreenLegion.com and make sure you get your tickets. And, That's right.
1: Uh, how can they win tickets today, Murph? Well, you know, what we're going to do some, something a little different. Normally, we throw the trivia question out there at the beginning of the show. We let folks uh, germinate on it, think about it, Google the answer, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then they... Get to us, and that's how you win the tickets. But this week, a little bit different. A little bit different. Uh, No trivia question. We're going to take a break from that, and we are going to get folks to to reach out to us and tell us Sacks' top five favorite Phillies players in his lifetime, and the tickets will be yours. So they basically have to the list your top five. Yes, sir. Go from five one through five. So your favorite player right on through, and you only get one guess at it. So give us five players, list them in order. And the winner who gets closest to sex. And if you listen to the show, you'd know there's a, there's a theme in his favorite players. So just, just a tad, just a tad. So if you uh, if you know that about uh, Mr. Shack over here, you'll get his top five. I did pretty good. I got three out of your five right away. Right? Correct. And then I got the other two after a little bit of, of guessing. Needling. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would have won the tickets, but I'd have been in the running. I don't
0: think you need the tickets when you're covering the game next <laughs> I, Sunday, Murph. I
1: might not. I might not. But uh, So there you go. And make sure that uh, you send it out to uh, us at, at Green Legion or follow us on our Green Legion Facebook page. And... Uh, all that other good stuff. So uh, that's where you got to give the answer. And if you're, if you're there, you're there. We'll also, see. keep in mind that
0: I was born in 1986. Oh, good point. So th- stay within that time frame. It's not like I'm going to have uh, you know Michael Jack Schmidt or Steve Carlton on yeah. there, although they are worthy of being on anyone's top five list. And then uh, a disclaimer, you will be disqualified immediately if you mention David Bell or Gabe Kapler <laughs> on my
1: list. So, uh, uh, let- let's make sure wait we a keep minute. it clean out there. Did you say 86? 86, yeah. I was a sophomore in high school in '86, and it just goes, it
0: just goes to show how, how far down your career has gone <laughs> since you've had to do this show with me. Oh Murph. well,
1: you know what? I do what I got to do, right?
0: <laughs> hey, so let's go for a little bit of out of the box here right now on the program, and we like to. Uh, this is kind of our leading off right now, as uh, you know, we look back at the week that was for our Philadelphia Phillies, and uh, two and three over the course of the last week, Murph. Not a lot of you know great. But you know, hey, some good in there. I I I got I got upset on Friday night, and um, I I tried to heed your advice with my social media. And sometimes I just can't, (laughs) Um, you know. But uh, you know, they got swept in the two game set last week uh, by the Rays, and then um, you know Monday they got blown out on Memorial Day. Tuesday they blew out the Reds. You know, seventeen runs, seven home runs, uh, and then they got rained out on Wednesday. Day off on Thursday, and then Friday night. Which was going to be a great night down at the ballpark. It was welcoming back 100% capacity to Citizen Bank Park. And you have a phenomenal pitching matchup. Zach Wheeler, Max Scherzer, two Cy Young favorites. I would say Cy Young favorites if Jacob deGrom was not living. (laughs) Um, Fair point. (laughs) We'll we'll get to him later like we normally do. Uh, But, you know, phenomenal matchup. And Reese Hoskins in the ninth inning leads off with a double. Philly's down by one run. I think I know where you're going with it. I think, as you should. And uh, they decide they're going to pinch run for Reese Hoskins. Yep. Now, I don't blame Girardi in that situation. It's, a, it's what you have to do. If Jankowski is, you know, and I like to think he has, you know, good wind, re- good wind resistance in his hair, um, you know, but he could get to home plate faster on a base hit by J.T. Romuto. I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, but it was the right call. What the
0: hell standpoint. was going on in his mind when the ball went in the dirt in the catcher? You have to wait for the ball to get away from the catcher before you start to go, and then, an unassisted out by the catcher between second and third? Murph, please, try, <laughs> try and rein me in here before I blow my gasket yet
1: again. Yeah, okay. So so remember when you were a youngster and you're playing sports and, and your coach is giving you encouragement and saying, hey, that was good effort. I, I like what you did there. You know, you, you're, you're, you're doing the right things. Your, your thought process is right. That, that's... That was Jankowski the other night. Oh. The problem was, and Joe Girardi said this in his postgame press conference, it, you know, the instincts were there. He thought the ball was in the dirt. The problem was he had a bad read on it. You, you do have to wait and see that ball roll away before, uh, before you can make your move. He got caught in no man's land. Look, it was, it was so frustrating to watch. It was uh, You wanted to pull your hair out because this was a game that you thought, okay, you know what? We could steal this back. You could steal this game and win that game, start the series off in the right way, and instead, in typical 2021 fashion, you make a big mistake late in the game that ends up costing you a a chance to win. Now, there's no guarantee that he would have scored from second anyway, but you think your chances are pretty good with nobody out running around second base in the the heart of your order coming up. So, yeah, it was frustrating. And, you know, you feel for a kid like Jankowski, a local guy who's uh, putting on the uniform for the first time, the team that he cheered when he was growing up, and and it ends like that. Uh, certainly not the way he drew it up. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. I, I'd rather a player make a mistake with aggressiveness than, than passiveness, but in that situation, you have to be a little bit smarter. I, don't, I can't imagine i will ever do it again, you know? You just hope it doesn't reverse on him and that he's too tentative out there on the base paths and ends up costing the team a run in a different way. So, Ag-
0: aggressiveness. It, it, the guy barely moved. <laughs> he, he just stood still. Well, he no. didn't even try to get into a
1: rundown. It was like, what are you doing? Well, look, I, I will say this. Alex Avila uh, made a, a really headsy play because your instinct as the catcher is to come out in front of home plate You'll and he'll throw it once or twice and throw it. Yeah. And at that point, the runner makes a decision. But that, that's when things start to get dicey in a rundown. You know, when the ball's going back and forth in the air. He, if you can hold it in your hand and, and continue to gain ground, which is what he did, that's the smart play. And yeah, how often do you see a, a, a catcher tagging out a player unassisted at second base? Unbelievable. Almost never. But, uh, you know, tip your cap to Avila for uh, a heads up defensive play. And look, if we hadn't seen so many. Mistakes, physical and mental mistakes, over the course of the first two months of the season. I think you take that one and you 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 swallow and you let it go. But but they're adding up, and I think that is where the frustration frustration. comes. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And and like
0: you said, Murph, I mean, you know, like for those of us that aren't as blessed as you are to have (laughs) hair still on your head, I have very little left. So I'm not trying to pull the rest of it out during the course of the season. I'd like to think that I'm going to be around for another forty of these. Oh, I thought you. I thought you
1: were, were going to say you had hair envy for uh, Jankowski because because he does show off the flowing. Now, locks. I,
0: I used to have the flowing locks back in the day. <laughs> I'd like
1: to see that. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll, I'll show you some pictures. <laughs> Wait,
1: back in the day, back in sure. The back day? in the day, when I was like forty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my 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 soccer days. Yeah. I used to, I used to have the flow until right. my senior year. But I'll I'll definitely we'll, we'll have those on the program uh, sooner rather than later Love for sure. It. So that way Murph can see that I actually did have a nice head of hair.
1: Jankowski is not in Sach's top five, by the way. Just want to put that out there. He
0: definitely is not in my top five. Not yet. So
1: Give the the kid a chance.
0: (laughs) And remember, the top five guys, we're going to be announcing that at the top of the second segment, so make sure that you guys get in my top five, and then that way I can go through everything. Sam is over there. She's actually having to work hard for her money today, uh, because I decided to make things a little bit more difficult for her. Uh, But going back to that, too, uh, just real quick, I don't want to expunge too much on Jankowski and mental error Um, but what that does in that scenario Murph is it it made JT's life more difficult Um, because at that point You know, like Once he gets picked off, JT is no longer thinking just simple base hit, just find your pitch, and maybe I can poke it in the right field and we have a tie ball game. Now JT has to change his mindset in a matter of a pitch. He's got two strikes on him, and he has to sit there and go, well, now no one's on second base. I have to get myself in scoring position. It's not just a matter of me getting on base now. I I have to hit a double. I have to hit a triple. Maybe I have to hit a home run to tie this game now. And on the very next pitch, he strikes out. So in a matter of two pitches, it goes bang, bang. You know, you had the mental error, there's an out, and then J T strikes out and then pretty much the ball game's over at that point. Yeah. And and that was that was the part that was disheartening to me because you just you completely robbed of uh, uh, us of having that rally right there with that mental error and that mental mistake, and I know they're going to happen. But like you said, Murph, they start to they start to build up too much. Like yesterday, they won. They won on Saturday. They won five two. They had three errors. Yeah, three errors.
1: You're not going to win a lot of games with three errors. No, sure.
0: it, you know. And luckily for them, they you know you had Kutch hit the three run home run. But um, let, let's not delve a little bit too much more into that. We've got plenty, plenty of time here left in the first segment. Uh, so I'm looking at this. Bryce Harper returns yesterday. Yep. Now did. I want to say that he should have been able to come back on Friday night, but do you think they did him a favor by not bringing him back against Max Scherzer and it was a better scenario to bring him back against Joe Ross?
2: Uh, You
1: know, other people have have mentioned that. And I'm not saying Bryce didn't want to face Max Scherzer.
0: I'm just saying, like, maybe it's something that's better to bring him back against a pitcher of a caliber of Joe Ross instead of bringing him back into the fire right away against a Max Scherzer. I mean, that's that's a pretty difficult proposition to come off of being out for two weeks.
1: There's no doubt about it. And that might have gone into the uh, thought process, give him one more day, and uh, not have him face Scherzer the first time out of the gate. Um, you know, I don't know. Here, here's what I think. If, if Bryce Harper felt 100% on Friday night and he, he expressed that to Joe Girardi, he'd have been in the lineup. So I don't think it was the, the only reason for the way the decision was made. It might have, it might have played a part in it, but, um, but if Bryce Harper's ready to go... Bryce Harper's going to want to be in there. Joe Girardi's going to want him in there. Regardless of who's, regardless of who's pitching. So uh, I, I was just happy to see him back out there yesterday and because there were, was some whisperings and conversations that we might not see him until this coming weekend against the Yankees so that he was going to miss another four or five games. So to see him in the lineup yesterday was a really good sign, I thought. Uh, he gets you know immediately plunked on the top of the foot and uh, on the one without protection, and he goes down. That was a scary moment there because he looked like he was – you know, that, that's the kind of pitch that can break a bone in your top of your foot. Right. And he looked like he was in a, a good deal of pain. I haven't seen the lineup yet today. I'm hopeful and I'm assuming he's, he's going to be in it. But, um, but yeah, you know, it kind of took your breath away for a second because they need Bryce Harper in that lineup. Even when Bryce isn't producing, he lengthens that lineup. He lengthens that bench. He just, his presence alone makes them a more formidable offensive team. Um, and, and obviously when he is producing, he's one of the better players uh, offensively in baseball. So you need a guy like that. That's why you paid him all the money to be here. You want him in your lineup. He want, He's a gamer. He's not the kind of guy that uh, doesn't want to be out there. He does want to be out there. So, um, you know, when he's healthy and he's out there, um, The Phils have a better chance to win. It's it's that simple.
0: A lot of times it just comes down to his presence being in the lineup. Yeah, you know it 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 goes that way with any sport, really. I mean, you know, like look at the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are more formidable and they're more dangerous when you see Embiid's name in the lineup. Uh, And that's something that we're still waiting on today too. I'm waiting to see that. But you know, just as an example, I mean, having Harper, whether whether you know he's right or not, and uh, you know, Girardi said this yesterday. I was listening to you in L. A. yesterday on the pregame or on the postgame show on my way home from my parents' house, and. uh, you know, Girardi had emphasized it twice about what his thought process was, and in particular with uh, Spencer Howard and pulling him out of the lineup in the third inning because uh, Juan Soto was, was due to come up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, he's like, you know, I, I wanted to get you know, Ranger in there because you got a lefty on a lefty. And, and then he, he also expressed it again later on. It's like when you have a player of that caliber and of that mindset, you're trying to, you're thinking ahead. Where's he at? Where is he at, you know, coming up here? Because, you know, do we need a reliever up? Yeah. Are we going to bring in the righty reliever, you know, three batters before Bryce? So that way we're not sitting here with a righty going up against a lefty in the lineup. And th- for those that weren't on air, why don't you talk to, why don't you hit him real quick with your first one? All right, so if I'm just, commissioner
1: just, for a day. Just just revamp it real fast. I'm revamping replay. It revamping takes too replay. long. Yep. And if and if you can't get it better, then get rid of it and go back to the human element. I'm fine with that. Second is allow runners to break up double plays and to, and to have collisions at home plate. I, I miss that. Yeah, of course you miss it because that was a great part it's of baseball. Physicality. Like baseball's not a physical sport and you need that physicality in the sport somewhere along the line. And guess what? You need that kind of attitude. You, you want players that are that want to barrel roll the shortstop and knock him in the next Tuesday. I want guys like that. You know, they changed the rule based off of that. Mets
0: fans were trying to get rid of Ruben Tejeda for years. And Chase Utley did it for them. He, you know, <laughs>
1: one <laughs> failed swoop, and there he is. He did it for
0: them, and then all of a sudden he's you know, he's he's the victim, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, my God, do it for Ruby. And you know what?
1: I mean, sooner or later, they're going to take all of this away. And I, I think we're heading in the wrong direction in, in that way. So finally, my last one would be... Uh, you got to figure out a way, and and I'm not sure I have the exact answer, but you got to figure out a way to speed up the game a little bit because it, I have an idea. for It that. is all right. So That's one I, of my three. What I'm saying is, and I and I think you'd have to play around with this a little bit, but don't allow the pitchers to leave the rubber or the top of the mound unless there's a, a foul ball out of play or something along that. But if, if you throw a pitch and you get it back, you throw your next pitch, and and it, you know it's got to be and and. I would also say, but guys can't step out of the batter's box as well. The and Nomar Garcia para yeah, rule. It, like, yeah, stop adjusting the. I mean, stop serious, your batting gloves. You know, every, between every pitch, they have to. Not even every pitch. Sometimes they throw over to first. And he steps out <laughs> and he adjusts the batting gloves. So, so for all those things, you know, you got to figure out a way to, to streamline it a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, get back to games that are under three hours, and if you can do that, I think baseball will be headed in the right direction. Okay, so that, that's what I would do. All right, I
0: like those. My number one. Fire Rob Manfred. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We've already done that. that I, 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 it was actually kind of like, I'm serious, but then again, <laughs> it's a joke. So, like, If they really are trying to move us up to being the commissioners of Major League Baseball, yeah. I'm all for that, um, especially taking that paycheck for sure. Uh, but fire Rob Manfred would be fantastic. I, I can't stand the guy. I never thought in my life I would actually beg for Bud Sealy to come back. But my true number one. Yeah. I'm tired of what... I, 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 I'm a traditionalist. We both are. You know, when we, when we talk baseball and we, we hang out here every Sunday from 11 to 12 on 102.5 Fox Sports to Gambler, we're traditionalists to the T when it comes to baseball. I've, I've had it with pitchers hitting. I, I, know okay. I know there's been some great moments, but I'll tell you what. After watching Universal DH last year for the 60 games and now watching the pitchers come back and trying to hit this year, baseball lacks offense enough as it is. Uh, it's time. The Universal DH has okay. to be implemented. It's been talked about for years. I've, I've tried to stay away from it because you've had great moments in Philly's history because the pitcher is hit. Mitchie uh, Poo. Uh, Mitchie Pooh, and Brett Myers. and yep. you know, Like there's been a lot of Cliff Lee batting. Uh, you know, Cole Hamels had some great at bats too, but man, I'm done with it. Okay. Uh, uh, Universal DH is number one for me. Number two salary cap needs to be implemented in Major League Baseball. Okay. Interesting. All I, now, right. I understand that these guys make hand over fist. Okay. And, and me and Diaz, we've gotten into it. Diaz was just here uh, for those of you guys that tune into uh, regular Green Legion radio um, here on Fox Sports The Gambler. But we've, we've gotten into it on many different occasions about this because, like, a player like Andrew McCutcheon should have started and ended his career, unless he was traded, with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, like, I, but what happens is with these teams, they don't have enough to overcome to have long term success. Not every team is the race. Right. Um, to where they can just sit here and be like, ah we're gonna trade a Blake Snell and we're gonna win thirty seven games at the beginning of a season. If you have a salary cap implement it, and I'm not saying that it needs to be hundred million dollars. You know, it could be $200 million. It's going be right by the luxury tax threshold. Make these owners spend their money.
1: So you'd have to have not only a cap, but you'd have to have
0: a floor as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They, you know, And also on top of that as well, you would have to, like, get rid of these 13-year contracts, these 12-year contracts. Like, how come football can sit here and say, the most you're going to get is a five-year contract? You know, like, make it... Six or seven years. Because well, the answer to that question.
1: The answer to that question is very simple. The union for Major League Baseball is a hell of a lot it's stronger. It's the strongest. It's yeah, the strongest union and then and then the football sports. union, and right. therefore they've collected. You know, they collectively bargained over the years to get these right. ridiculously high salaries and long contracts. Right. and guess what? It's not going to go backwards. I don't. think, I know unless you are commissioner for the day, and I am going to try my best. Right. The, the players might not like me, but I think no. I don't I, think the players.
0: I, are I like, think the smaller market, they? the smaller market cities will appreciate I can, that.
1: I can. I can feel their owners <laughs> giving you a hug right now. So <laughs> because
0: listen, you know, like teams like the Pirates and you know the Brewers and you know, God, what the you know, the Twins. Yeah, like these yeah. teams can't like they, they bring these players, the Marlins, the Rays. They bring these players up, and then by the time they hit arbitration, they have to get rid of them. Yeah. So it's like you know, you, I would have loved to have seen Miguel Cabrera spend his whole Now I wouldn't want to see him hitting against the Phillies for the you know, since no, two thousand three. I understand, but, the but point. to me, he was yeah. a Marlin. But you know, if we don't have course, McCutcheon, we don't, we don't win
1: yesterday, though. So
0: well, I, I understand that, <laughs> but you get my point, though. I I, do. I I I hate seeing these these low market teams become quadruple A, you know teams that, that give talent to the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers and, and, the Phillies. and the Phillies and the Cubs because they can't afford them. They can't keep them there.
1: It's a, it's a great point, and I think it's a good one for baseball. I, I agree with you. Uh, it's interesting coming from someone who's a Phillies fan because we are one of the big market teams that do right. spend money. However, for competitive balance, I would agree with you. I think it's a good idea. And it'll also idea.
0: make you focus more on your development in the minor league system, and the Phillies are one of you the worst to. at that. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. So they would have to re because you can't go out there and spend the money like you normally would.
1: All right. Give me your final one.
0: My final one. This is how you speed up the game. And this is actually how you get the ball and play more. Okay. And this may sound stupid. You might laugh. Let's lower from – let's go from four balls to three balls, and let's go from three strikes
1: to two strikes. Oh, I don't like that.
0: One, two, two strikes you're out at the old ball <laughs> No. I, it's going to make you put the ball and play more. It's going to make you square up the ball even more. No. Nope.
1: Nope. Come on, Murph. I'm not on board. I No, you, you said it. I, we're traditionalists. You're a tradition. How dare you call yourself a traditionalist <laughs> and, and offer that up as a solution? I'm, tra- I'm
0: trying to change the game here, Murph. We're trying to speed it up. So basically,
1: you're you're going with the old. It's like, almost like a little league rule or, or a beer league softball rule. What you start with one ball and one strike, and everything after that is, is live. I mean, it, it, I don't it, like it. Or you just start with zero zero. Well, then at least you can keep the song the same. <laughs> Three <laughs> strikes are out at the old <laughs> ball game. No, that's that's what I'm trying to dial back. These these ridiculous rule changes. That no offense, Kamish, that that are 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 hampering the game of baseball. The game of baseball is a beautiful sport; has been for a hundred years. Let's get back to being a, having it played the way it was played. 25 Let's get the years ball and ago. play more. I'm I, fine with that. Bring back doubles, triples, so stolen strikes. bases. You know, call the strike so, zone. So you want to? You want to? I would. I would you... either expand the strike zone or uh, contract the strike right. zone, or call the strike zone as it's currently supposed to be called.
0: So. Let's go to... Uh, Letters and knees. Yeah. So let's get rid of the regular blues and let's let's get the guys down there. You know, let get the machines in there.
1: Well, uh, again, I, I'm not ready for that. I, we might be headed that way. We probably are. I'd rather not see that. But you know what? Just fix replay. Just right. do that. Okay. All right? Coming up on the other
0: side here, this is going into our last segment. We have Can You Believe It? And we have our six picks for the day in Sunday's Major League Baseball action. This is Bud Light Baseball Brunch here live, again, at 1100 Social in South Philadelphia. And we'll be right back right after these messages. You can. Oh yeah. I know that song. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what, man. Summertime. It's it's definitely feeling right down here in South Philadelphia at the sports complex, man. I'm getting sunburn on the back of my neck.
1: <laughs> I be, am actually getting sunburn on the back of my neck. be
0: right go to hell. <laughs> Welcome back to Bud Light Baseball Brunch down here at eleven hundred social, the epicenter of the sports complex as we take you in to Phillies Nationals at one o'clock. With baseball talk and then also at one o'clock we have your philadelphia 76ers taking on the atlanta hawks for game one of round two of the nba playoffs what a day in south philadelphia yeah. murph what i'll a tell day. you what
1: you know we, we said this earlier but looking around and, and just seeing all the sixers uh gear and all the six uh Fli- phillies gear walking around the streets down here by the uh by the stadiums and the sports complexes it's it's just awesome to see it's been too long since we've seen this site and uh, having both teams back in action today is is awesome, and and having the, the postseason back in Philadelphia oh, is pretty awesome too. God, it's wonderful. So
0: we do a set, we do every single week here. Um, not you know some weeks better than others. Last week wasn't our best week. No. We give you our six picks: three from Murph, three from myself for Sunday's Major League Baseball ticket action. And uh, Murph had the big 0 for last week. He went over for 3 with the big giant goose egg. Womp, womp, womp. And I went 1-2, and two, although my 1 was calling the end of the Diamondbacks' 12-game losing streak. Yeah, that, that, that was, was that a good call. Oh, I, I, I should get bonus
1: <laughs> points for that. You know, here we sit uh, about what, almost a third of the way through the Major League Baseball season, right? Yep. Are we there yet? Yeah. Yep. And uh, Last and, week was a third. And yet we are dead even on our picks, right? What, well, what's the overall Murph
0: record? is 12-13.
1: One. Okay, so I'm I'm underwater.
0: I'm 12 and 14. You're even more underwater. Even, you know how pathetic we are. Is yeah, that our, I do. Bon- our bonus pick last week for Mets Braves was rained out.
1: That was our best pick of the week. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to redeem myself today. Let's bounce back. Murph, what's on your ticket, buddy? All right. So I'm going to start up with uh, the the team in the NL East. The the Marlins are playing the Pirates at Pittsburgh. Uh, Alcantara is on the hill for Miami today. Chad Kuhn for the Pirates. And the Marlins are a minus 130, so they're a favorite, but not a huge favorite in this one. I love the Marlins in this game. I think they smoke the Pirates. So I'm taking the Marlins. Getaway day. Alcantara on the hill. Take the Marlins, lay the number, 130. Okay. I'm thinking we have a nice
0: bounce back one right there. I'm going to go with the Brewers, minus 245. Corbin Burns on the hill against the Diamondbacks. I, I picked against I picked the Diamondbacks last Sunday, uh, which is funny because they're two and eight in their last ten. Right. So, so one of them was my pick last week, while on the other side of things, the Brewers have won four in a row, eight and two in their last ten. I'm taking the Brew crew
1: today. All right. I like, you know what? I, I looked at this game and I also I uh, really like I love that pick to be honest with you. I think the, the, you're going to ride that one well. I'm going with the same game, Diamondbacks and Brewers as you mentioned uh Burns on the hill, Caleb Smith on the hill for the Diamondbacks. Over under is 8. I think Brewers win this game like 6 to 1 kind of thing. I think okay. they they win walking walking away but they'll stay under 8. Um and so I'm going to take the under. Which in Major League Baseball nowadays is generally a good play because uh, not a whole lot of runs being scored <laughs> across the league. So I'll take the under in that game. And then if they if they do win six to one, we're both happy.
0: That's a, That's a double banger right, right there from right. Murph and Sack for sure. I'm going to go with the White Sox today. They lost yesterday to the Tigers. It's one one series heading into Sunday. Um, you know the tires stink, man. They they they, they stink. The White Sox are going to win this series today with C's on the mound.
1: Uh, minus two fifteen. Add the White Sox to your ticket. And Murph, your last one for the week. All right, I'll tell you what. I, this is a weird line, and and I'm I was debating whether to take it, uh, you know, and and kind of run the line because it's such a strange line. But right now, the Cubs are favored over the Giants in San Francisco with Johnny Cueto on the hill for the Giants. I don't understand why the Cubs would be favored. The Giants are looking for a sweep. The only thing I can think of is it's hard to beat a team four straight games in a row. The Correct. Giants have won the first three of this series. I don't care. Give me the Giants. And, and, and as an underdog in this game with Cueto on the hill, I'll take the Giants to beat the Cubs all day long. Sounds like Murph is going to go two and one this oh, week. Oh, you don't yeah. like that one? Huh? Yeah, yeah, all I right.
0: don't. I don't like that. I don't like that one at all. The the fight in Gabe Kapler's. No. Thank oh, that's you. right. I forgot. Yes. How can you forget? I, I've only spoken of my dislike. I'm sorry. Let man. me rephrase that.
1: I tried to forget.
0: <laughs> You're the one that allowed him into your Memorial Day barbecue. That's in a, right. In a leopard skin thong. last Hey, week. you know Gabe's good. Come. He's a good, good man. Not in a leopard skin thong. Well, so, but come a, as you are. That's your party. That's your party. <laughs> my last pick. I'm going Red Sox. Yeah. Yankees over 9.5, minus 104. There's going to be plenty of runs in that game tonight. Red Sox-Yankees add that ticket uh, for the over as well. All right. And now we're heading into Can You Believe It?
2: Can you believe it?
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Brace. It's unbelievable. I love, I love that intro. Slash did a phenomenal job with that. Makes uh, you
1: feel good when you hear Harry like that, uh, right?
0: Man, God, miss those days for yep. sure. Uh, normally, Murph and I, before a show, we go over what we have, so that way we don't line up and match the same thing for Can You Believe It? But it's two things we found interesting from Major League Baseball over the last yep. week. I think we'll be fine.
1: I think we'll be I, all I right. I think we'll be okay. You want to go first? Go for it.
0: All right, so I'm going to go first here, and, and this guy, we tend to talk about him every single week on the show, but the guy is unbelievable. Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Okay? Jacob DeGrom. Had, but now, this is not including his appearance last night. Seven innings strong, 11 strikeouts against the Padres. Before that, lowest ERA entering June since 1945. His .57 whip is the lowest by a pitcher through his first eight appearances since the mound was set at its current distance in 1893.
1: Well, how about that? You know how like, we <laughs> talk just, over things uh, just, so that we're going to be okay when we get into the program and not double up?
0: Do you have that? That's
1: the exact, can you believe it, that I have. <laughs> I have
0: bonus ones. Yeah, well, you know right, give right. us a bonus one. Then right, but,
1: but let me just say this about Jacob DeGrom. The guy is getting better, and it's hard to believe. Uh, it's he frightening had the bases loaded say.
0: last night. I was watching it last night. It was like 11.45. He had the bases loaded, and he had, it was one out. He just strikes the next two guys out like it's nothing. It's yeah, just, it's, just, it's, 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 it's what he does. Well, he's, he's
1: lethal. All right, go so, ahead.
0: So speaking of the Padres here, there was an anniversary that was celebrated the other day, okay? On June 4th, 2016, the Chicago White Sox traded for veteran starter James Shields. In that deal, they gave up Eric Johnson and a player you might you might seem yeah. to know, yep. Fernando Tatis Jr. Not a great trade. Do you honestly think <laughs> that the White Sox are patting themselves on the back all these years later saying,
1: Man, well, what a fantastic trade! No, it wasn't a good one, but... The White Sox can, uh, you know, take solace in the fact that they're atop their division right now, one of the better teams in the American League, so that helps. But, uh, but yeah, giving up a player like that is special. <laughs> and that leads me into my second Can You Believe It? because uh, also talking with uh, Tatis. How about this? Earlier this week, Ronald Acuna Jr., 23 years old, Vlad Guerrero, 22 years old, and Fernando Tatis Jr., 22 years old were all tied for the major league lead in home runs with 17. Wow. It had never happened before in major league baseball that three players 23 years or younger were leading major league baseball at any point in home runs. They were all tied. Uh Fernando has hit one since then. He now has 18, so he's in the in the major league lead. But uh how about that? Talk about and and Juan Soto's not on that list. He only has 9 and and to oh, think he was also injured too yeah but to think about these dynamic young players that the phillies never seem to get well not yet not yet. but you know guys will come along they not they've yet. had their they've had their phenoms in the past j roll and chase and ryan coming through yeah, but, but they weren't 19 well, they weren't 19. You're right about that. You're you're right. Often we don't see the 19-year-olds. And then, here yeah, and, and, then I, and, then I, and then that's I a good point. And
0: then I look at their minor league system, and I think uh, I think Redding has only won four games this year.
1: Yeah, they're struggling a little bit. But there you go. Can you're, you
0: believe you're, it? Your bright look at the future. I have a. Can you believe it? <laughs> I also have. A, oh, can, can you believe it that John Jansen's in the? Oh house? my God! John Jansen.
2: John
0: Yeah, Jansen needs a haircut. <laughs> uh, my my list. <laughs> My last one here is courtesy of, hopefully, to be our, our good buddy here at Bud Lake Baseball Brunch. I told you yesterday, I'd love to get Jason Stark on our program. Oh, no, that'd be soon. great. It'd be fantastic. Jason Stark tweeted this out the other night after the Phillies, or as the Phillies were beating the Reds, uh, 17-3. to Somehow, the Eagles only have won 17-3 to in the last 30 years. Yeah. Uh, one time. 17-3 to over the Giants Week 8 in 2002. And the Bengals only have won 17-3 to loss ever to the Steelers week 6 1999 I know that
1: that's got hey, I Phil. love the way Jason's mind works for him to even say hey I wonder when the last time the Eagles won a game 17 <laughs> to like I don't know that doesn't pop into my head when I'm watching the game when the Philz are winning 17 to 3 thank god there's a head like Jason Starks out there cuz those are fun
0: Now we have a couple minutes left here I'm going to get Murph out of here a little early to get over to the ballpark for the pregame show uh, but Murph uh, real quick congratulations to your son who is going to be mm-hmm. swimming tomorrow on Omaha Nebraska mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't know whether the look on your face is you're nervous for him to swim, <laughs>
1: or you're a little tense about the flight. Uh, no, I'm not worried about the flight. The flight, bring on the flight. I uh, yeah, that was a dumb. I, I, that was a dumb and dumber I, Yeah, I'm a way. I'm a proud pop for sure. I'm very nervous to watch him swim tomorrow. Um, yeah, he's a uh, 200 breaststroke in the Olympic trials tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I'm going to be in Omaha to watch him do it, and uh, I can't wait. So,
0: Best wishes to you thank and you. your son. I, I Nothing but the best. Uh, I expect a text message from you tomorrow to let me know how things went, and we'll talk about it on next week's show. But, partner, thank you so much again for another great thank week you. of Talking Baseball. All right, yeah, it
1: was a lot of fun. And uh, take us home. I'll get over to the ballpark and uh, go Sixers, go Phil's, right? Absolutely. All right. Sounds great. Murph is on his way out
0: here. So, I'm going to take a look here at the week ahead for our fight in Phil's. You got today's finale with the Washington Nationals, and I always put on here, hopefully, a rubber match because I'd always do it before the Saturday game. And the Phillies did win yesterday. So today is the rubber match. And then we have three games against Atlanta, Tuesday through Thursday, an afternoon game on Thursday. Make sure you guys get your tickets and get down to the ballpark. Remember, 100, 100% capacity crowds um, are back at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, we're off on Monday and Friday. We have another Random Larry Friday off. Uh, before we have a two-game set against the Yankees, and then we hit the road and we go play the Dodgers. This is a tough month. This is going to be something right here where the Phillies have a lot to prove in June. Can they get it done? And we'll see. Uh, but this week is a big week for them. They need to finish it out, though, today against the Nationals and bring it home and get a series win, a much-needed series win. Uh, reminder for all of you. Uh, Coming down next Sunday to the ballpark, we will be here from 9 to 1 for Bud Light Baseball Brunch Tailgate. Our broadcast will not change. We'll still be here from 11 to noon, so you guys can experience the broadcast with us. But make sure, go to GreenLegion.com and purchase your tickets. It's $60, all you can eat, all you can drink, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. when the game starts between the Phillies and the the Yankees. I'm sorry, the first one was against the the Red Sox for the uh, Bud Light Baseball Brunch Tailgate. So make sure you guys come on down and hang out with us and have some fun, and we look forward to seeing everybody. In the meantime, Brace, take us out with a little bit of 76 music here as we take our – <laughs> come on, man. Yes, there it is. Thank you very
1: much. I had to mess Go with Phillies. you. I had to mess <laughs> with you. Can I, I
0: know you did. Jansen does it with me enough. Can I follow up and say, wait a minute, if Murph's son does well, we'll be watching him in Tokyo? Uh, that is a, that's a possibility. Wow. So I'm hoping – Let's keep our fingers crossed Let's this go. week that we will it see home. it in Tokyo. It would be awesome to see. Uh, go Phillies. Let's go. go Sixers. And like a three-one pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody. Have a great
2: day.